a pass that comes off a stick to center and in over the line. Marner going hard to the net, a shot, he scores! Mitch Marner steps in off the wing and snaps it over the blocking glove of Frederick Anderson. Two to nothing for the boys in green. Yeah, that's right. The boys in green tonight. Green means goal and green means go. The Leafs go to a 3-2 win over the Hurricanes at home on St. Patrick's Day. They're in their St. Patrick's unis. Gord Stellick, how are you doing on this wonderful Thursday night? Shaw Grin. Shaw Grin. Yeah, Shaw yeah. Grin. Or as Chris Cuthbert called them, Shaw Green. You know, hey, pretty, I, good. Um, pretty good. Again, our, our different ages. I got to work with the incredible Francis Michael King Clancy. So St. Patty's Day, he would be dressed like an Irish leprechaun. He would be, <laughs> I know Joe Bowen would be dressed up tonight as well. And St. Patty's Day is a lot of much needed fun after two years of COVID world. And boy, oh boy. Brent, you and I have talked about how Scotiabank, and I, let's give the crowd, let's give the crowd, the fans, a yes. pat. I mean, they've been trying to make this. This has been a, a louder place, you know. They, that's right, same, but they've same pat, but they've been making it a louder, more, you know, like positive environment before um, the last pause, if you want to call it. And uh, man, oh man, killing it tonight, killing it tonight. What a, what a fun, fun, fun night at Scotiabank Arena. Yeah, I, I keep saying it, and I, I go back to the very start of the season, and you're saying, oh, man, these, this crowd not going bananas. Well, the team was not playing well. The team was not giving them anything to get excited about. From the moment I've been down there this year, it has felt like the second this crowd, get, or the, the second this team gives the crowd anything to get excited about, big hit, there's a pop, a save from seemingly any goaltender. I thought it was just Jack Campbell, but Shalgren's uh, apparently joined the party here as well. You make a big save, you're getting it. You have so many offensive players on this team who can have those wow plays that pull people out of their seats, and you're finally seeing it. And yeah, I mean, it. You know, we all do the playoff thing, and yeah, the end of the game kind of felt like it that way, and you have a team that a lot of people consider a cup contender in the Hurricanes, and they're battling, and they're pushing. Crowd's going nuts because Shalgren's standing on his head, and it's just we, we haven't felt those moments in so long. You know, bubble playoffs and the disappointments against Montreal, and you didn't have fans in there until the very, very end. It's been so long since we've had a raucous crowd, and I know it's not a playoff game, but with those two teams and on a night where... I don't know, maybe people are a little extra invibed. It, it, it just felt like the crowd was really, really into it, and I, I love to see that. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting, the crowd. So let's talk about the goaltenders. I mean, there's more than the goaltending about tonight, but Jack Campbell, they will, they're cutting slack for it. They're with Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell has delivered the goods before, so mm -hmm. through his struggles, the fans are with him. Eric Schalgren is like, well, your kid's one-year-old, little Gordon, but, oh, yeah. you know, it's like having your son in goal. And they cheer when the puck is 20 yards away from Shalgren. I mean, they're so, they're so supporting. It's like your kid is the goaltender for the Toronto Maple Police. And Peter Morazic, uh, the Bronx cheers come, can come pretty quick. And I, I think maybe he'll get the start Saturday in Nashville. I think they probably have to pick spots and put him on the road a bit more. I don't know that. Um, if they don't start him in Nashville, then, then they have no plans for him. I mean, yeah. they, they have no plans for him. He's flat out, you know, just not in their plans at all. But anyway, that, that's, that's for another, another day, maybe tomorrow <laughs> or maybe in the show. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you don't go back to the kid, but you're right. If you do that, then if you, if you do not give Morazic the start Saturday, which I want to be clear, I wouldn't. I think you seem to have caught lightning in a bottle here and you got to try to ride it as long as you can but if Brasic doesn't make that start on Saturday night 
you have four days off until the next game and it's at home when you're probably going to want the, the kid in there. And then you have another four days off until it's on the road in Montreal on a Saturday night. You know, if, if Shalgren's going well, maybe you say, oh, that's a big spot. But I also think, you know, as a tip of the cap, you, you want to give him that moment. So I, I'm with you. I think they have to find a way to get him in or, or risk kind of losing him. But I just I don't know where that that spot is. I'll I'll pick up on the thing you're mentioning about the Leafs goaltenders. And, you know, there's a guy who uh, was getting was getting some Bronx cheers of his own tonight. And no, 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 it wasn't Shalgren. It was the guy who used to play here. Uh, Freddie Anderson. I, I can't think of a player who's had a kind of a more odd tenure as a leaf the way it ended the way it went he was you know riding high at times and you know liked by the fan base but it just felt like he was never kind of able to get over that hurdle to being loved and then it ended so oddly here and you know the the crowd was kind of getting on him tonight and you know I'm sure he doesn't love that but I think that's part of a good crowd is you're going to kind of get on the opponents just as much as you're going to get up for your own guys so yeah you talk about goaltending tonight and for sure Shalgren's the story for sure we think about Peter Morazic but I I got to mention Freddie Anderson, too. Well, you see the epitome of a John Tavares when you leave as a free agent, okay? And this is Freddie Anderson's a much, much, you know, minor case compared to that. It's funny. Uh, I was talking about it earlier with George Russick and Roger Lachois that I go way back with Don Waddell. Hadn't seen him for a while, but I saw him today for lunch. And I'm not saying that's a name dropper thing. I don't mean it at all. Because like you know, just but Donnie's just sound a like solid, Doug McLean here. I got to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I know a solid, solid guy. <laughs> and he was just saying about you know how well Freddie's played, and uh, you know it was time here that just you know the people had turned on him. And I and I, you know, I, I said to him, I said I think the people just turned on the playoffs. Like it yep. wasn't it wasn't personal. Everyone loved Freddie. Everyone loved Freddie in the regular season. Talked about getting more rest. And then last year he never got healthy again. He didn't even play in the playoffs, right? So you can't even you can't even vilify him. But it, that's really what it was. And then because George Russick asked me about. You know, Mitch Marner and the criticism, I said, stop the pity parties. People love Mitch Marner. They don't love what happened the last couple of playoffs. Like, it's inexcusable. And you're you're supposed to give him a free pass. No, no. So you can say, stop harping on it. But you go, no, no. We've seen this too often. We've seen a phenomenal play and then the worst ending in the world, right? Which means you would get canceled on Broadway if that were the case. So <laughs> so in, in Freddie's case, I, I think that's what it was. I, you know, I, I don't think he got run out of town. I just think the playoff disappointments are, and he was a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you mentioned Marner. I'll, I'll, kind of, I'll kind of use that as a jumping off point to get to him. If Mitch Marner played tonight, or if he played in the playoffs like he played tonight there would be none of that there would be no criticism there would be none of this noise around the player and like you said Gord yeah it's not like the fans have turned on him they're just not happy with how the playoffs went you know who else wasn't happy with how the playoffs went the guy who wears 16 normally in blue and white I guess tonight in white and green is Mitch Marner and you know if he has games like he had tonight in the playoffs this team is going to be just fine because I mean he scores the goal and that's great and of course it's important and I don't mean to minimize that but it felt like that was that was extra that was gravy on top of everything else he gave you he had that tremendous shift killing the penalty late after the after the too many men and the bench minor there it's just everything you want out of a player the fact that he's scoring now as well he does he has this game tonight without Matthews I I don't know what else you can you can say about the guy and again I I keep harping on it if you get 80 percent of this in the playoffs there won't be any of the conversation that we had last year 
Oh, no question. That, that goes for everybody. And again, that'll be a conversation hopefully we're having from game number 83 to game number 110 or whatever, whatever, the, whatever <laughs> the optimal number is, Brent. That would be wonderful. And, and I, I think, you know, you, you look at the Maple Leaf record, it's phenomenal. Now, it only puts you in third place in the Atlantic Division, but still, it's a great record in the big picture. And I think all, of all the things, though, you know, and again, we understand that it's, it's a, it's a forward-loaded team. It's not the strongest team on defense, but what's happened the last couple of weeks, and I use the analogy again about, you know, you're building, and this is really what happened with the whole Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, all, I mean, Freddie Anderson was part of all these coming over, was you were building this perfect, perfect home that would win, you say, a Stanley Cup in best case scenario. And that's continued. And it, and it, and it's, it's working out well. You can see it. It's come together. But then all of a sudden, the toilet's leaking, and there's a leak on the roof, and there and and the floor's flooded a bit, and there's a there's a hole in the wall because your your kid had a party at one year old, whatever, you know, and and that's kind of what's going on. That's what fans are going. Goaltending, seriously, goaltending, you know, and, and and that and that's the one that could be a real killer if you head into the playoffs with with it. And Bruce Boudreau knows this better than anybody from his time in Washington. And that's where, you know, I don't know if Bruce prays every night, but he says Thatcher Demko, Thatcher Demko, Thatcher Demko. (laughs) Because, you know, he had a great team in Washington and the playoff goaltending let them down. Yeah, what's what's the old line, right? You ask me how good a coach is, and I I ask you how good his goalie is, and there's there's definitely something to that. You know, the team can take care of what it can take care of. The team can give a goaltender tons of run support. The team can make life easier on a goalie. But you know, we've seen it in this market so many times. We've seen it elsewhere as well. When you're not getting the goaltending, you expect whatever whatever that is. And I think the Leafs, you know, over the past kind of run of play, they haven't expected Vesna goaltending. They've just expected competent goaltending, and they hadn't been getting it. And all of a sudden, you have a guy like this back there in Shalgren, and once again, it's just, it's all going back to him. You have some faith in your in your goaltender, you don't feel like you have to be perfect. You don't feel like you have to get in front of every single shot. And it, it does allow you to kind of play a little better. And I, I, I think, you know, there's definitely something to the fact that the Leafs have played better defensively since that game in Buffalo. The last two nights have been better. I know they gave up 30-some-odd shots tonight. But the last two games have been better. But it's also... Yeah, it's really about the goaltending, though. The D's look better, but it's only going to look as good as, as the goaltending does. You know, if you're going to talk about the D pairs there, I think of I think I think the one that's kind of been jumping out to me lately is is Brody and Hall. You know, we talk so much about Justin Hall and what was this guy and was Muzzin propping him up, and all of a sudden Muzzin couldn't do that anymore. And what was he as a player? And you know, Justin Hall. I, I know it's only been a couple of games. You don't want to you don't want to make too much out of small sample sizes, but I've really really liked how he's looked with with Brody. And then you'd say, well, Riley doesn't have a partner, but I, I kind of like how Riley and Labouche can have looked together, too. So I, I'm really liking the way the, the pairs have kind of been juggled up lately. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we're breaking it all down, which which is what we do. And uh, I like doing that. And I think as well, the important thing, Brent, is and we've talked about it to me is finding ways to win games. And, mm-hmm. and this was tonight. This was tonight. So. Carolina played them. Carolina dominated them early. What they didn't get a shot for, like whatever number of minutes was the Leafs. And you know, and and again, I was saying with George and Roger, what about that play in the first minute? Like, if you're Peter Morazic, that puck goes in a thousand times. Like a hundred you know, out of hundred. You know, Shalgren loses his stick. He's about eight miles outside the net, and it seems to be. Was it Bunting that made the great play? Someone made a great it play. It was. 
Yeah, to prevent. Oh, yeah, your guy. I would have said and, that regardless. Yeah, though, yeah. but I mean, and, and that's part of when life's going your way, you, these things happen. When life's going Morassic's way, that goes in. But then after that, like it was it was full value. Like, like, like Carolina, this is a great test. This is a great test, Brent. If you're going to play playoff hockey, if you're going to win a round, you're going to play Carolina or someone like that, you know, and, and, and it's great. And it was wonderful to watch. And there were a few whistles and, um, and the Maple Leafs were up to the task. They were up to finding a way to win this game tonight. Yeah, it's it's funny. I don't I don't know about you, but in so many conversations I have about goaltending, look, a guy can, you know, be in the right spots and a guy can look confident. But I, I think it's just voodoo at a certain point in time. Like the guys who are great goalies are great goalies and they have long runs, but we see it all the time where guys kind of pop up and are here for two, three, sometimes four years, and sometimes it's just a year. You know, look at a guy like Bennington. He's leading the blues yep. to the cup and then he's that's kind the of name, going, right? That's the yeah, name. Yeah, that's isn't the it? name. That's the name. We keep going back to it, and it's just I genuinely think Peter Morazic hasn't had any any luck this year. Well, I, I don't care how you measure your luck. Ounces, pounds, milligrams, I don't care. Uh, dollars, I don't care how you measure luck. He hasn't had any of it. And I don't want to take anything away from Shalgren because he is battling and he's playing well and he's been thrown into a tough spot. But he has had all the breaks thus far. And at a certain point in time, that's going to stop. Now, I'm not saying he's going to come cratering down to earth when that happens, but it's just whatever end of the spectrum Peter Morazic's on in terms of luck, and we know it's the worst end possible this year for him. Shalgren's been riding the, the other side of that, and I, I think you got to commend him for that because, yeah, that, that first play in the first minute, you're sitting there going, oh, man, that goes in 99 out of 100 times this year, and, and right now it's not, so you just have to kind of ride this wave. I don't know, luck of the Irish, whatever, whatever you want to call it but you you have to ride this uh and and take advantage of it uh i'll mention i'll mention uh luck of the irish there and it's funny you know i'm watching that third line last night and i go to you know you go to king clancy i go to pat quinn and think man the big irishman would have loved the way that third line was flying tonight yeah yeah and and that's a more contemporary one that's a great one the big irishman you're right you're right and and you know it's funny it was neat with being in hamilton and and uh so many um so many features, and Stephen Brunt narrated a great one on Sportsnet just about Hamilton. There's a, there, there's a uniqueness about that city, and I still hockey. It's it was great. He 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 um, he added to my knowledge of hockey there. It's more I think of Hamilton Tiger Cats, Toronto Argonauts, sure. the Canadian Football League. But you but you think of Pat Quinn. You know, Morgan Riley was a surprise. The fact that his dad talked about that they were born in Hamilton or they lived in Hamilton. Both Morgan's grandparents worked at Stelco and that, but Pat Quinn, yeah. The Irishman, the Irishman. You're right about that tonight. That's a uh, that that that's the last great ride. I mean, this is what this team should be. This team should be the Pat Quinn ride of whatever number of playoffs. I think it was six playoffs, and two of them they made it to the final four. But there were six playoffs that I think two of the final four and three of the other four they made it to the second round. Yeah, I mean, you you th- those are the last, the most recent great. Leafs memories there have been happy ones hey you know we were watching Matthews and Marner and all it's fun it's fun but those are the last ones that you really think of and what a what a perfect segue I didn't even mean to do that those teams you know what they did in the playoffs you know who they won without it was the big guy in the middle and you don't want to get into a habit of doing that you would like Austin Matthews in the lineup every single night you can have him but I think the fact that I'm not going to say this team doesn't miss a beat without him he's for my money, the best player in the world right now. So of course you're going to miss a beat, but it didn't, it didn't crater them in. It didn't completely nuke them. And the fact that you take care of business against Dallas, take care of business against Carolina two you know, strong teams, obviously the hurricanes a little stronger. I think that has to bode well.
well for you. The fact that, you know, if if something comes up and, you know, we talked about it with missing Tavares last year. If you can get it done without Matthews tonight, there should be nothing that's kind of catastrophic for you in the playoffs. Yeah, and of course, you talk about the one playoff run with Matt Sundin. This is when they got to the Final Four and Carolina eliminated them in the conference oh. final. And people were saying, you don't can't put Matt's back in the lineup. They're playing well without him. <laughs> and, I mean, there's this ridiculous stat about whatever the Leafs winning record is without Austin Matthews. The Leafs are, are in no way, shape, or form a better team without Austin Matthews. We all know that. But, you know, Brent, th- th- this is where it's a real positive with the Leafs, that point about missing elite players or missing Matthews in particular and their ability to like they have the last two games, you know, come up and get the W with a, you know, team performance like we've seen versus, okay, that's all good. Let's see it in the playoffs with or without Matthews, with or without Tavares, with or without Martyr, whatever it may be. So, you know, they've got one thing covered about an elite player out. It seems that the supporting cast rises up and they just as, as a team have to rise up in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And you know, I I don't want to get into uh, I don't want to get into an apples to apples comparison of of you know, okay, Gary Roberts versus Ilya Mikheyev. But here's what I'll say: there was no Mitch Marner, there there was no John Tavares. There were tons of great players on those on those Sundin teams. But what do we always say? He doesn't have a winger. He doesn't have anybody to play with. And the fact that Matthews isn't there and, okay, John Tavares slides into number one center. Mitch Marner is now your de facto number one option offensively. It just it kind of bodes for, for, how, for how deep the top end of this team is. And I, I think we're learning to really, really like the, uh, the kind of depth at the bottom of the lineup as well. It's just the, the way this team's going right now, uh, so, so much uh, to like. All right, uh, we want to hear from Leafs head coach uh, Sheldon Keefe. We'll hear from him potentially a little later on also got to hear from the goalie Shalgren what did he have to say we will do that when we continue here Brent Gunning Gord Stellick alongside me keep listening to Leafs Nation on Sportsnet 590 the fan The Leafs are 3-2 winners at home on St. Patrick's Day, wearing their St. Patrick's uniforms, St. Pat's uniforms, and of course, the story of the day. No, it's not Mitch Marner with his 24th of the season. No, it's not a great game for Melia Mikheyev. Let's not bury the lead. The lead, Eric Schalgren. Let's hear from the Leafs netminder. Well, uh, what did you like the most about tonight's performance? Uh, that we won the game. How did it compare to your first start? I don't know. I, I think I let up uh, a little bit more bad rebounds today, but uh, uh, I don't know. Other than that, pretty similar feeling. Can you talk us through the left toe save that you made on Brady Shear in the second period? Just what we saw on the um, Yeah, it was kind of a, I don't know really what happened, but uh, it was a situation in front of the net, and uh, he was uh, kind of all by himself. So I just tried to stick my left pad out there, and I got lucky and. Uh, uh, saved it. What, what's this week been like for you? Like, have you had to pinch yourself at times? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been one of the uh, most uh, eventful weeks of my life. So, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a lot going on. So, uh, it's uh, surreal, but I just try to enjoy it. Do you sense the fans are really uh, kind of falling in love with you here? A couple of uh, really nice ovations. At the end, when you've been the first time, yeah, uh, they've shown uh, great support. Uh, yeah, it's been a real fun experience for me to get that kind of uh, defense uh, cheering on and really 
uh, try to support me so and, and the team. So I I really, really appreciate that, and it's been uh, it's been uh, a lot of fun. How much say did you have in in the mask design for tonight's game? <laughs> it's actually uh, uh, our equipment manager down for the Marlies, uh, uh, Bernsey There, he uh, he designed it, so uh, I. I didn't uh, do any, anything on it, so yeah, it's uh, uh, it's all his design, and I uh, really liked it. There's some significance to the ground. Uh, I don't know, no, I don't think so. It's just the Marley's logo. Yeah, it's no, no other uh, meaning to that. What was your face time like with your parents? What do they think about everything that's happening to you this week? Uh, you know, I I think they try to just uh, digest it too. You know, it's a lot for them to. Uh, uh, a lot for them going on too. So, but but of course they're uh, they're really happy and uh, uh, you know support me as always. So uh, yeah, it was a bit uh, emotional and uh, I haven't seen them in like eight months now. So it's uh, it's been a long while since I last saw them. So yeah, I missed them. Are they gonna try to get over here? Yeah, uh, we've tried a couple of times, but. Yeah, it's been uh, COVID, you know, I had it, my girlfriend had it, and then now they got it. So it's been unfortunate, but uh, it's how it is. Would you like the team played in front of you, back-to-back pretty solid performances from the guys in front of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, both these games, it's been uh, real solid in front of me. Uh, really kept them to the outside, and I've, I've seen, uh, seen a lot of pucks. So, yeah, guys have played great. It's been uh, pretty easy for me. How do you feel like you've been welcomed into the dressing room? Mitch was just telling us that Kyle Clifford was really talking you up before you, you know, arrived, saying how, how impressed he was with you. What do you make of how your teammates, your new teammates, have invited you into the room? Uh yeah, they've been uh, they've been great. Try to just welcome me. Uh, they welcome welcome me in a great way, and I feel like uh, uh, I feel comfortable in the locker room, and uh, the guys are really, really supportive. So it's. Uh, even though it's uh, a lot of things going on and it's a big step to come, come up from the HL, it's been, uh, the guys have been great and uh, really try to help me get comfortable here. Ever been to Nashville? Sorry? Ever been to Nashville? No. Excited for an NHL road trip? Yeah, we'll see. Don't go out at night. <laughs> <laughs> no. There he is, Eric Schalgren. Oh, it's always fun, you know. Look, the 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 post games they they can get a little uh, they can get a little workmanlike as we go throughout a guy's career. He is still still clearly loving uh, every minute of it. Hasn't seen his parents in eight months. Scored. Oh my God, I can't believe they're not going to be able to get here to uh, to see part of this run because I believe he just said they're uh, they've got COVID now. So hopefully they're able to get over here at some point in time. Because man, uh, you, you'd want him to see his parents and you'd want them to see him play in this way. Yeah, and kind of kidding at the end about being on Leaf Road trips because when you're down playing for the Marlies, you're not thinking of places like Nashville and that, but you get different. to go there. And and uh, you're right. I think I think he said I don't know if he said his parents have it now, but you know at some point, actually, when you have it and you get over it, it's like the gold card to travel. So hopefully, at some point, I guess they were planning to see him play for the Toronto Marlies, and hopefully, when they come over, he's still doing well and thriving with the Toronto Maple Leafs.
Yes, we would absolutely love, love, love to see that. He stops 35 of 37 shots as the Leafs pick up a 3-2 win at home over the Hurricanes. I guess the St. Pats do. Uh, Leafs are now rolling. they got a couple straight wins. Uh, you have a few off days now before they're back at it on Saturday. We'll have the game on Sportsnet 590. The fan break gunning Gord Stellick alongside me. Thanks so much for listening to another edition of Leafs Station Postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan.